And greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every weekend, same time, same station. So if you want to tell friends, family, or relatives, if you consider this worthy, let them know that they can join us either locally by listening to the radio or otherwise going online to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com. And there you can listen to the radio show live anywhere around the world. Or you can go into the archive section of the radio show and pull up any radio show you like, whenever you like, and listen anytime you would like to, at your convenience. Maybe it's much easier than trying to change your times to be on the same times we are here in the Central Standard Time of the USA. There's a tremendous amount of information on the radio shows. And while you're also on the website, scan around. You'll find some really good topics, science, podcasts, videos, all kinds of good things. Plus, you can sign up for our newsletter that is sent out to you every Friday. If you subscribe, it goes to your email address and brings you new topics, new information, new science, and new ideas on how you can be healthier. I always remind you, the health you have is based on your choices. You don't like the health you have. You don't like the conditions you have. You don't like the side effects. Or you don't like taking drugs. It's all your choice. And you can choose better. Better diet. A healthier diet. More exercise. And you don't have to kill yourself with exercise. Nutrition is 90% of your health. Exercise is part of that. But diet is more important. You can't out-exercise a bad diet. You can't outrun a bad diet. A healthy diet comes first. And one expert said, if you add olive oil to your diet, that'll change everything. It has the biggest impact in improving the quality of your diet than anything else. And it has more of the ability to change and reverse and prevent diseases. Olive oil, virgin olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, I should say, is the best olive oil you could possibly consume. And it will make a major, major difference. Not the first time, not day one, but in time. The Mediterranean diet has also been hailed as a good, healthy diet. And the people of the Mediterranean countries have a healthy diet. Much more fruits and vegetables, good quality proteins, and they top it all off with olive oil. Very large quantities of olive oil. The minimum 
well, maybe one tablespoon a day would be a maintenance dosage. Two would really make it better. Two tablespoons a day. And I always say, off the spoon. Don't drizzle it, because you don't know how much you're drizzling. And half that stuff you're drizzling is staying in the dish or staying in the bowl. That's all fine if you want to use that after you've had your two medicinal tablespoons of olive oil. Of all the foods they, they viewed on the Mediterranean diet, the two top foods that made the Mediterranean diet so healthy was olive oil and red wine. Because countries all around the world eat similarly to the Mediterranean diet, but do not include olive oil or wine. And look at the French. They eat a lot of fats. And they have far less heart disease than we do here in America. But they also top off their meals with olive oil and red wine. And red wine is extremely healthy for the heart. For the veins, for the arteries. So we can make some really healthy choices. Every day... Try to do something that will improve your health. And today we have a great lineup of product information. Science information. We're going to talk about omega-3 fatty acids. Yep, this time for your dog. And then we're going to talk about the key to a more nutritious salad. And what do you think you could add to your nutritious salad to make it more nutritious. Well, we'll get to that. High blood sugar not only causes type 2 diabetes, but it puts your bones at risk for fractures. And then we haven't talked about a fruit that is also highly nutritious. And we'll talk about that one today. A red fruit. Very hard to peel or to open up to consume the fruit. And you know what? The World Health Organization says that if we consume Sugar substitutes, it messes up our weight loss, weight control. And then I have a letter I want to read to you, which I didn't. And maybe I'll start off with that, just so I get the letter in today. And then why are cancer rates climbing in young people? Children, never once found before. Most diseases, including cancer, were all due to many decades of abuse and then occurred in elderly people. But now we have children, five, six, seven, ten years old, diagnosed with cancer. Unheard of. So how can we change that? 
Well, we can change that by changing our choices. I have a letter for you that I want to read to you. Here's what a listener says. I have been using red ginseng. And it has allowed me to improve my energy all day. And best of all, remove coffee from my diet. I drank coffee nonstop to stay awake. And it gave me terrible heartburn. And my kids now tell me my mood is so much better and it does seem to make me much sharper mentally. I heard Terry talking about it on his radio show on WTAQ a few months ago and that's what made me try it. I am very pleased with the results. I have noticed such huge differences in just seven days. Thanks for what you do. Now let's get on to our featured topic, Omega-3 for dogs. What are omega-3 fatty acids? Well, they're the ones that are found primarily in fish and walnuts and a few other foods. But for dogs, they are brain foods. Yeah, your dog needs brain food too. Sometimes some dogs are hard to train. Maybe it might be the breed, but we also can make them more intelligent by feeding them omega-3 fatty acids. Because just like humans, a growing young puppy needs omega-3 fatty acids for the development and function of the brain and the central nervous system. In a study when researchers tested adult male dogs with a history of aggressive behavior, they found a component of omega-3 fatty acids called DHA and those levels in the dogs that had aggressive behavior was 50% lower than in male dogs with no aggression and no aggressive problems. In a veterinarian study, 42 dogs with at least one behavioral disorder, such as fearfulness, destructiveness, or aggression, and six control dogs, no behavioral problems or disorders, received a supplemental omega-3 fatty acids plus magnesium and zinc for 40 days. And the results... Control dogs had no changes in behavior. While the dogs receiving nutritional supplementation 
showed significant reduction in destructiveness, fearfulness, and inappropriate elimination. Any test of animals who were fed supplemental omega-3 fatty acids and phospholipids, peptides from salmon, which are proteins, so it's a protein from the salmon, phospholipids are very special lipids, fats, that are in the brain, or they were fed a standard diet, but the omega-3 group had a 20% greater increase in impulse control versus the standard diet animals that they consumed. Impulse control is what allows your dog to listen when you yell, stay, instead of running into the street after a squirrel. And fish fish oil is not the best choice for your dog. Or you. Now, I don't have time to go into a great detail on fish oil and why it's not what you want to consume for your source of omega-3 fatty acids. Most dogs and humans have no problem with fish oil but it's not the best choice. It doesn't give you the best source of omega-3 fatty acids because fish oil is taken from the body of the fish. And the omega-3 fatty acids with the phospholipids and the peptides are taken from the head of the fish. Brain food Because fish oil gets rancid very easily. The whole process of extracting fish oil from fish turns the fish oil into rancid oil before it's even sold. And it's so burnt and destroyed that they have to use a process of detoxifying and bleaching the oil. Every time the oil is exposed to air, it oxidizes, it breaks down, it becomes more rancid. Rancid oil causes many problems. It doesn't help them. And fish oil is often contaminated with heavy metals like mercury or toxins such as PCBs. Oil from the body of the fish is where all the heavy metals are concentrated. There are no heavy metals in the head of the fish. And that's where the best source of omega-3 fatty acids. If you're looking for such a source, I would ask, wherever pet products are sold, that you're looking for an omega-3 fatty acid that is primarily extracted from the head of the fish. That's the best way to find the best. You want 
the phospholipids bound to the omega-3 fatty acids. But in the dog or human brain, those phospholipids are exactly the same phospholipids in the head of the fish. So they are perfect in ratio, perfect amount of the phospholipid omega-3 fatty acids. There's five of them, and all five are in the head of the fish. Perfect combination for both humans and animals. And you don't have to take a fish oil. It isn't necessary to get your omega-3 fatty acids. So the best is a solid dose omega-3 from salmon. The heads, not the body. That's bound to phospholipids and the peptides. Is it extremely stable? A very stable way to get the omega-3 fatty acids without needing oil. So therefore you have zero rancicity, which is toxic to the body. Fats go rancid. Oils go rancid in time. And then the fish omega-3 fatty acids from the head have a perfect ratio of DHA and EPA at a 2 to 1 ratio, which is the most excellent way to have a supplement when you have more EPA than DHA. That is from the fish oil, so it is more negative. You want it to have a greater ratio of DHA and EPA for a really excellent form of omega-3 fatty acids. Also, it's very pure. The source is pure to begin with, with no contamination, no heavy metals, no toxins, and just one dose daily for small dogs, and maybe two for a larger dog to get them the amount of omega-3 fatty acids that they require for proper brain function or improving intelligence. Yes, yes, it may sound dumb, but really it's truly by research has shown that we can improve the intelligence of a dog. Some dogs just don't get it. Some dogs are just, I, mean, I, have, a, I have an Australian Shepherd Bella, my little girl, she's 14. I have never trained her to do anything. I talk to her like I talk to a seven-year-old child. She listens and does exactly what I ask her to do. It's amazing. It's amazing to me that, you know, I, don't, I didn't have time, to be honest with you, I didn't have time to train her. And I just tell her what I want her to do. And I don't know how she gets it. But she listens and does exactly what I ask her to do. She is just amazing. And it's all nutrition. The brain needs nutrition. Just, and dogs, yes. Why not? They have a brain. 
The brain needs nutrition, whether it's a dog, horse, or human. And they will perform better. Now, uh, a lot of people like to have a salad. They think a salad is very, very nutritious. I'm eating healthy. Well, the key to a more nutritious salad is fat. F-A-T, fat. And I know so many people go down the supermarket aisles looking for the no-fat salad dressings. I'm trying to cut my calories. I don't want too much fat. Well, believe me, the more fat you eat, the more healthy you will be, the more weight you will lose. Yep, yep, guaranteed. That might sound crazy. But if you avoid sugar and carbohydrates and you eat more protein and fat and more fat than protein, you're going to have more energy, you're going to feel better, you're going to sleep better, you're going to have better muscle tone with the, without even working out. But you have to choose the right fat. And there are many forms of good fats and there are many forms of bad fats. Now generally speaking, in a group, the bad fats are all the vegetable oils when actually they are not... not really, truly vegetable fats. There, there's no vegetable fats. There are bean and seed fats, like flaxseed. But flaxseed is an exception. It's good. It's an omega-3 fatty acid. But like soybean, corn, peanut, grape, Safflower seed oil, sunflower seed oil, canola oil. These are all bad fats and you should avoid them. The best fat in the world is olive oil. I cook with it. I drink it. I use it on everything I make. And I use a large quantity every day. It's so healthy for us. Now, there are a few other I should say, first of all, olive oil is an omega-9. We've been talking about omega-3. And there's also omega-6, there's omega-7, there's omega-5. But omega-9 is oleic acid. And it is found in avocado oil, pecan oil, macadamia nut oil. But olive oil is the most healthy because it is the only one that has a very, very high concentration of polyphenols. And the polyphenols are what give olive oil a peppery taste or a spicy taste after you consume it. Now, you can have a lot of fat. In the Mediterranean country, they consume up to a cup. Yes, wait, wait, a cup of olive oil a day. We don't consume a teaspoon of olive oil a day. Most Americans. In the Mediterranean country, they consume about 20 liters 
to 25 liters annually. In America, it's less than one half liter annually. And fats are so healthy for us. You know, when they made the observational uh, announcement, it was no, there was no studies on whether fats are bad for us or fats are good for us. And certainly not saturated fats are bad for us. There's no studies, no science, nothing. A doctor made an observational announcement that he said, I observed this. And then he made a, it, it like a, almost like a decree based on observation. You can, observations are just assumptions. Just because your neighbor walks into, into uh, uh, the next door neighbor's house and the wife is home alone, you could assume, oh, they're, they're playing hanky-panky. Well, he just went over there to make sure that she was healthy and okay because her husband was on a trip and he asked, the, the husband asked the neighbor, would you check on my wife? She's not been feeling well. Good friends, just checking on the wife. But you could assume something else. Well, that's what this doctor did. He assumed something else, that fats were bad for us. And when fat was taken out of all of our foods, it tastes like cardboard. So then they added lots of sugar so it would taste really sweet and, and good. And we became addicted to sweet foods. We should be eating plenty of fats, plenty of olive oil. And I use it for everything. It still has a great smoke point, and I cook low temperatures. I don't, I don't use high temperatures. I don't deep fry anything. So you can use olive oil for everything. I use olive oil when I scramble eggs or, or whatever I do. I use olive oil. It's the only oil I have in my house. So a little fat on your food truly unlocks the nutrients. What does that mean? Well, I'll tell you what that means. <laughs> I'll tell you in about 50 seconds because we have to take a break. It's time for us to uh, allow the radio station to advertise some commercials and to take some time to identify itself as to who you're listening to. And then we'll come back. I'm not going anywhere. I have a lot to cover with you today. I'd like to cover as much as I possibly could. I want you to have better information on how you can have better health. And that's why we're always here. I went from a overfat, obnoxious, belligerent, jerk, not eating well, not healthy, to where I am today, I feel better than I did when I was 20. Only because I changed all my choices. So we'll be back right after this, right here on Terry Talks Nutrition. I am Terry, naturally. Welcome back, my friends. This is Terry, naturally. And this is your hour, Terry Talks Nutrition. And just before the break, I made an announcement. A little fat on your food unlocks the nutrients. So what does that mean? Well, food scientists 
found that eating a salad with added fat, olive oil, promotes the absorption of eight different nutrients. Many nutrients in general are very hard to be absorbed. Many herbs are very hard to be absorbed. Many nutrients are very hard to be absorbed. That means when you swallow them, they reside primarily in the intestinal tract. And they may do some good in the intestinal tract, but they're never going to reach the bloodstream. Those nutrients have to be absorbed through the lining of the intestinal tract into the bloodstream, into the blood. And therefore, it circulates via the circulation to the heart, to all the cells, to all the organs, to all the glands, and have an impact. So, it's not how much you take of a nutrient, it's how much you absorb of a nutrient. How many nutrients, as I mentioned, are not absorbed systemically. They're not in the system of your body. They're in the intestinal tract. And they'll be eliminated eventually. Not absorbed, but eliminated. Why would you want to eliminate something you took for your health. Now, alpha and beta carotene, lutein, lycopene, several forms of vitamin E, vitamin K, vitamin A, are not easily absorbed. Many of them are fat-soluble. Fats don't go through the intestinal wall very easily. But by adding fat, that increases the absorption. They found that 29 people eating salads topped with dressing made from one of the three different types of fat, saturated fat, actually butter, monounsaturated fat, olive oil, and polyunsaturated fat, corn oil, the nutrient levels of absorption were increased most efficiently by the monounsaturated fats, olive oil. Olive oil is such a powerful medicinal food. It's a medicine. And a little was just as effective as a lot. For the saturated fat, butter, and for the polyunsaturated fat, the corn oil, dosage had to be increased significantly to boost the nutrient absorption. So olive oil is very, very effective. Now, if you want really, really good health, two tablespoons a day of olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, and try to get, adjust your, your taste to the olive oil that leaves a little bit of a sting 
or a spicy taste or a peppery taste in the back of your throat. You are getting then a very high level of polyphenols. And a couple of studies, amazing, a couple of studies, even just one half teaspoon, I said that right, one half teaspoon of olive oil makes a difference in your health. Now, when you get one or two tablespoons, you know you're going to get healthy. Olive oil will take you to a high level of health. Now, we know that blood sugar is bad. Blood sugar leads to type 2 diabetes. And we're not going to talk about type 2 diabetes, which I think is a hoax. It's just a matter of consuming too much sugar. But we'll get to that on another day. But it also has a very negative effect. Eating high blood sugar has a very damaging effect on your bone structure. Actually, the high blood sugar level weakens your bones. And when you look at the American diet, it's primarily starch, carbohydrates, bread, pasta, grains, flour from grains, crackers, cookies, pretzels, all the snacks, all the carbs, all the sugar, weakens our bones. They found that from previously published studies, found that women diagnosed with diabetes after age 40, listen folks, we are all trying to deal with type 2 diabetes. We, all of you, all of us, who do, whoever do it, does it. <laughs> um, eating the American diet the standard American diet means SAA, SAD, SAD. It's a SAD diet. Tons of sugar, tons of carbohydrates, 16 tablespoons of sugar in coffee drinks. People are addicted to sugar. Now, in the study, women diagnosed with diabetes type 2 after age 40 had an 82% increased risk of a hip fracture compared to women without diabetes. And diabetes is only caused by carbohydrates, starch, and sugar. And the Diabetic Association, the Medical Diabetic Association, recommends carbohydrates, large levels of carbohydrates for those, that was, for those with type 2 diabetes. And in a new study, researchers looked at the effect of pre-diabetes. That means elevated blood sugar levels, but not high enough to be considered diabetes. On bone strength, in 1,700 middle-aged women. Now you've got the statistics. 
These are pre-diabetics. They are not type 2 diabetics, but they will be there. Not too long, eventually. But they do have elevated blood sugar levels, but not high enough to be considered diabetes. They measure your blood sugar level. And that is only how much sugar you have in your bloodstream at the moment they test your blood. It is far better to have an A1C level tested, which is over a three-month period. That tells what the blood sugar level is doing. But if the doctor gives you one little blood test and said your blood sugar level is 300, 400, 500, or whatever it might be, it's not true. You are eating just too much sugar. Now, on these 1,700 middle-aged women who had pre-diabetes before entering menopause, had a 120%, 120% higher risk of a bone fracture during or after menopause. And additionally, the fractures these women experienced were commonly hand or foot wrist or ankle fractures. Experiencing these types of fractures is associated with double the risk of a hip or back fracture later. Vertebrae in the back. Now how do you get your blood sugar levels down and bone strength up? That's what we're trying to achieve. To get your blood sugar levels down. Well, don't eat the sugar. <laughs> hey, duh. If you got too much sugar in your blood, where did it come from? Well, you ate it. If you don't eat the sugar, you're not going to have the high level of blood sugar. Now, let's start with getting the blood sugar level down. Diet's got to be first. Lose weight. Well, if you go on the ketogenic diet, that is a diet that will get you down, your blood sugar level down, and lose weight. You will automatically lose weight. You don't have to count calories. You don't have to measure sizes, portions. You don't have to walk away from the table hungry. You can eat whatever you want on the, on the ketogenic diet, proteins, fats, vegetables, some fruits. You will be so healthy. And you'll gain muscle tone without even exercising or working out. That is a diet that I would recommend to anyone. Now, it's a pretty drastically changed diet to what you're probably eating today. So jumping in without putting your toes in the water will make a difference. When you stick your toes in the water, mm, you can test that out. When you jump full into that water, you don't know if it's hot or cold or whatever. It's a shock. Going on the ketogenic diet will temporarily, temporarily be a shock. So do it gradually. Start cutting down your calories. Excuse me, your carbohydrates, not calories. I don't care much about calories. You cut down your carbohydrates. Cut, 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 cut. 
No junk. No pasta. No bread. Oh, really? Really? Do I have to give up my pasta and my bread? Oh, I love it so much. Oh, well, do you want to lose weight or not? Got to make choices. All right. Do it gradually. Over time. I would think you might need two months. And then three more months after being on the full form of the ketogenic diet, you'll be amazingly healthy. You'll have a tremendous amount of energy. You'll probably be off all of your medication. You'll have less inflammation, less pain, less everything. If you want health, we have to do something to gain the health. And eating the same diet that caused the disease is not going to get you off the pills or lose the weight or feel better or get the energy. You're damned already. So change the diet. That's the best medicine in the world is to change your diet. But you can't go back. When you adopt the ketogenic diet, that's pretty much for life. Now, you may be able to loosen it up some, but that should be your diet for life. Now, you can add a herb to your regimen daily. Intonia lactiflora. It's known in Europe, especially in Germany, where for over 70 years, 70 years, 70 years, as a pre-treatment for diabetes. Ideal for people with pre-diabetes. Fasting blood sugar levels between 100 and 125. And lowering A1C levels to 5.7 to 6.4. I've seen people with A1C levels at 12 and 14 come back down to normal. And the sooner it is used, the better it works. Best results were seen in people with mild to moderate increases in blood sugar levels. Now, what kind of dosage? Hintonia, 100 milligrams a day. And actually, you could do that three times a day. I, I like to start off with three a day. And maybe one day you will get it down to just one a day. But if you're struggling with a pre-diabetic condition or even a diabetic condition, I would do 300 milligrams of Antonia daily. Now, what about bone strength? I talked about getting blood sugar levels down and increasing your bone strength. And that is with strontium. Strontium is a trace mineral required for optimal bone health and has been shown to significantly increase bone mineral density. Now look for a formula that contains strontium citrate, which is very easily absorbable. 
about 680 milligrams of scrontium at breakfast. But if you're also taking calcium, try to take your calcium two hours away from the strontium. Not that they are dangerous or they cause any harm. It just happens to be that strontium and calcium use the same pathway in the body to be absorbed. So if you take them at the same time, one or the other will be kicked out and one will win. So to be cautious, to make sure you get both good levels of strontium and calcium, separate them by at least two hours. And then I always like to use silica. Silica is a trace mineral. It's called the hair and nails and skin beauty mineral. But it also makes bones very dense. Silica increases the absorption of calcium by 50%. So if you want good blood sugar levels, Hintonia. That's spelled H-I-N-T. Hint. O-N-I-A. Hintonia. And then strontium. And pick out a good calcium. Do not use calcium. Don't, do not use dolomite. Calcium carbonate. Or calcium citrate. Or calcium oxide. Get a good absorbable form of calcium and silica. About 20 to 40 milligrams of silica two or three times daily. Now I talked about a fruit in the beginning of the program, a red fruit that's very difficult to eat, very difficult to peel. I'm sure some of you have gotten that question. What is it? Yep, pomegranate. But it is one of the most powerful medicinal fruit native to the Mediterranean countries. They eat a lot of pomegranates. And pomegranate is unique in that it is the only plant in the world of omega-5 fatty acids called punisic acid which is found in the oil extracted from pomegranate seeds. Now pomegranate also contains many other health benefits and compounds which contribute to its overall health effects on the body. It is anti-cancer, anti-ulcer, anti-inflammatory, anti-diabetic, cardioprotective, liver protective, anti-obesity. And two really great reasons for using pomegranate is its hormone-related conditions. It inhibits estrogen breast cancer. It improves insulin resistance in diabetics. 
it stops cancer cell formation and the spreading of breast and prostate cancer. Pomegranate is also useful for the heart. It reduces cholesterol levels and oxidation. It prevents arterial plaque. Plaque in the arteries are reduced when you use pomegranate. It increases the rate of cancer cell death. Now here are some reasons that you may want to learn how to love pomegranate. It reduces wrinkles and aging skin. Women who took pomegranate daily for four weeks had less collagen destruction and skin damage from the UV, sunlight, ultraviolet light. And for the athlete, it has a huge benefit for sports recovery. Athletes taking pomegranate extract recovered faster after strenuous, after strenuous exercise. Alzheimer's disease. In an animal model, animals given pomegranate daily from birth were more alert as they aged and had 50% less amyloid plaque accumulation in the brain. Obesity. Overweight animals fed pomegranate extract ate less and lost weight and body fat. And it increases male fertility. Male animals treated with pomegranate had better sperm quality, more sperm, and higher testosterone levels. Now, how do you pick the best and highest quality pomegranate extract? Well, first of all, avoid the juice. One cup, eight ounces of the juice can contain as much sugar as two candy bars. Not added sugar, just the sugar of the fruit. All juice is too high in sugar. Eating fruit is also eating fiber and reducing the uptake of sugar. But when you squeeze or juice fruit in a cup of orange juice, eight ounces, you might have 10 or 12 oranges. You could not eat that. But by taking out all the fiber, you can drink it. Encapsulated pomegranate from pomegranate seed oil, and the pomegranate seed extract in powder contains the power of pomegranate with no sugar, without the sugar at all. So take 600 milligrams of seed oil with fruit extract, the combination of both, the extract of the oil, the extract of the powdered fruit. Standardized to prudisic acid 
and the polyphenols once or twice daily. You know, the World Health Organization says sugar substitutes don't help with weight control. The World Health Organization issues new recommendations on artificial sweeteners. Avoid them. That's what their recommendation was. Avoid artificial sweeteners. In their analysis of studies on artificial sweeteners, including studies that have followed participants for a decade, higher use of non-sugar sweeteners correlated with an increased risk of obesity, type 2 diabetes, several cardiovascular diseases, including stroke and death from all cause, any cause. And the World Health Organization also notes that too much actual sugar is not healthy either. Wow. Finally, the World Health Organization is waking up. And then they also say, as one of their recommendations, people should reduce the sweetness of their diet altogether. Starting early in life, that means parents don't give it to your kids, to improve the health of the family. They're finally coming out with a recommendation. You'll never hear this anywhere else. Food manufacturers would never tell you this. Food manufacturers are never going to change based on this. That's why as you listen to these various topics, you have to make the choices. It's up to you and I to determine how healthy we want to be and how healthy we can be. No matter who we are, no matter the age, no matter the condition, no matter the indication, no matter how unhealthy you think you are, no, unhealthy, no matter how unhealthy your doctor told you you are, you can change all that. Some easier, some will come quicker, but you can change your health so, I want to remind you, join us every weekend. I'm right here every weekend, same time, same station, but I have to sign off for today. But please pray for this crazy, crazy world. God bless you, my friends, and God bless this great country. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.